This is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose from Retirement Income Strategies. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rhett and Mark provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is the One About Retirement podcast with Rhett Wood and Mark Rose. Hello, and welcome to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose, and he's Rhett Wood. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page and check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. You can just search the One About Retirement podcast. That will ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. So, Rhett, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing really well. I got the opportunity to go see one of my favorite comedians this weekend, Brian Regan, and it was it was great. Love to go listen to comedians and laugh. And, and what I like about him is he's completely hilarious and totally clean. And hmm. so it's, you know, like, most of the time if you go to see a comedian, it's, you know, you're running into that, well, are they going to be really foul or dirty? You know, well, this guy, he's hilarious and clean, and we got to see him last night. It was cool. Nice. So good show, huh? Cool. It was a good show. Very good. Well, we have a new name for our podcast. Yes, we do. This is the a few that we've done with our new name, but we've uh, gone through a rebranding. And what it, what what's the what's the name of it? Well, what's, what's your podcast? The one about retirement. The one about retirement. That's right. So <laughs> we do a podcast. Hey, did y'all know we do a podcast? Yeah, well, it's the one about retirement. It is the one about retirement because there's a bunch of them out there, and ours is the one about retirement. So we're having a little bit of fun with the uh, title, but we also. You know, when we talk about very serious things, but we want to kind of be a little somewhat cheeky with that, although clean, like your comedian, (laughs) but still a little humorous. So our new podcast name is The One About Retirement. So today's episode in The One About Retirement podcast is six downsizing myths to be aware of in retirement. And it's based on an August 2018 U.S. News and World Report article of the same name by Rachel Hartman. No doubt you or your friends have considered downsizing your home after you retire. We talk with a lot of clients that that's part of the conversation that they bring up saying, you know, maybe I don't want to take care of as big a house or the yard. The kids have moved out. You know, they don't need all that space. Yeah. Yeah. So before you give that more thought today, we're going to focus and discuss some of the myths and misconceptions around this idea of downsizing in retirement. Now, important thing here, we are not licensed real estate agents. We don't sell properties or anything like that. But downsizing often comes up as a topic when we're discussing future plans with people that are contemplating retirement. You know, if I'm going to lower my expenses, is this something I should consider? So if you're thinking of moving during retirement, it is likely to a smaller place. But before you sell off your extra furniture or downsize, you know, it's important to note that less home doesn't always lead to an ideal solution. You might find unexpected financial and emotional challenges after making the switch. So today we're going to talk about some of the most common misconceptions surrounding downsizes during retirement. One of the first misconceptions is that selling your home will lead to a substantial financial windfall. Some people see their home as a lottery ticket. If it's paid off completely or you have a smaller mortgage, it's easy to think that 
of the proceeds as a sale as pure profit, especially in the in the current you know environment when you can't go a day without hearing advertisements or stories of real estate financial windfalls. So it's easy to forget that selling a home costs money too. And two of those things are closing costs and agent commissions, which are often the most common expenses that people think of when considering selling their home. However, there are other costs to keep in mind when thinking of downsizing. Daniel Bortz details a few of these in his article on Realtor.com entitled, Cost of Selling a Home, Seven Hidden Expenses Sellers Can't Afford to Ignore. Now, one of those is housing repairs add up. So if you've let your home's maintenance lapse, and you may need to hire a handyman or a general contractor, depending on the nature of the work, to get your property ready to even be put on the market. You know, that's not a real good time to cut corners. So you're going to be spending money on those housing repairs. The second thought is professional photographs don't come cheap. You might know something about that. I do. I do. I have a background in uh, professional photography. And so that's another lifetime ago. Now I just do sport photography for high school. Just for fun. Friday nights. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot of fun. But photos of houses? Photos of houses don't come cheap because, you know, that's what you're competing against. You want to show the best foot, you know, put the best foot forward in the way your house looks, probably need to have a professional because you're going to get what you pay for, hopefully. I've, I've even seen a few different instances now, drone footage of the properties yes. to kind of give people, you know, that aerial angle of what does this whole layout look yes. like. Yeah. We're in the process, my family's in the process of uh, selling a lake house down at Lake Texoma. And the uh, realtors that we brought in brought in a professional drone pilot and they did photography from above to be exactly what you said to give a picture of the, you know, the lots and how close it was to the water and things like that. So, and that's a very cool idea and use of a drone, but I'm sure that that's not cheap. It it was not. So uh, what we also know is four in 10 home buyers start their search by looking at properties online. That's just the way people uh, start looking for homes. And photos are overwhelmingly viewed first, according to the study by Old Dominion University. Therefore, it's worth paying for a professional photographer because that's the way people typically start their search. Mm -hmm. And if they see one property with really sharp professional pictures and another property that may be similar, but the photos aren't that good. Yeah, which do you think is going to get viewed more? Probably going to look at the professional photography site first and then may, may never, you know, leave that. A third thing to think about is curb appeal is what gets buyers in the door and improving your landscaping can raise your home's value by 10 to 12%. According to a research uh, facility in Virginia Tech, they created a uh, article called the effect of landscape plants on perceived home value and, you know, making it look good from the street. That curb appeal is another thing to think about, but it's going to be an expense that you might have when you're looking at selling your house for downsizing. Yeah, and the next hidden cost um, that is detailed in this article from Realtor.com is is staging. You know, it's expensive, but it's one of the costs of selling a home. So buyers need to be able to visualize what it will be like living in the home. So hence staging, where you hire a professional to arrange a furniture and decorations and other items in the home to make it more appealing. And that's a good idea, but it, then again, more expensive. I can give you a story. Um, we've gone to view apartments that are potential investment options, and they'll have completely staged apartment uh, you know, uh, rooms that we can go and mm-hmm. view that are completely decked out with mm-hmm. all the decorations and furniture. And that's a cost to these apartment complexes. Sure, but it makes it, Makes people be able to get in their head that, oh, I can see myself yeah, living here. Yeah. So, 
You know, you got you got to visualize it's a lot more interesting to look at a stage room than just have four walls and some flooring, you know. That's true. Another cost is utilities. If you've already moved into your new home and you can't ignore the house costs, cost of the place that's on the market, you'll want to pay to keep the electricity on while the property's on the market. And of course, as we mentioned earlier, closing costs. Closing costs will likely be your second biggest expense behind commission fees. If you hire a real estate attorney to oversee your side of the transaction, it's worth shopping around to compare rates. You might be able to avoid a $100 to $200 reissue fee for the title search if you can provide a copy of your policy. And not all downsizing will result in a financial windfall. Many retirees who downsize assume that a smaller home will reduce living expenses. However, location can have even bigger impact than size. If you leave a large home in the country for city living, well, you may find real estate prices may be really steep. The same seller's market that may encourage you to look at it listing your home could make your next destination more expensive than you expected. You will also want to check property taxes in the area you plan to live since these vary in, in different parts of the country. You could end up paying thousands of dollars more for property taxes in the new smaller place. Well, our time is about up for this first portion of the show, and preparing for retirement can be overwhelming and even nerve-wracking, but you do not have to do it alone. Visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 to get a free PDF copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities. We want to help you prepare for the retirement you've worked so hard for. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Retirement Income Strategies at 405-703-3858 or visit retirementincomeok.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Mark Rose and he's Rhett Wood. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our radio page and check out past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. You can search the One About Retirement podcast and that will ensure you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes. Today's episode is based on the U.S. News and World Report article by Rachel Hartman. It's titled, Six Downsizing Myths to Be Aware of in Retirement. And so far in the first segment, we talked about two myths. Selling will lead to a substantial windfall. Now remember those hidden seller costs that we talked about. And the second myth was a smaller place will reduce living expenses. Next, Rhett's going to take a step back and ask about the bigger picture. The next myth is that everyone in retirement should downsize, and that's a myth. Yeah, well, most retirees consider moving at some point. It's important to evaluate your own situation before making a change. If there are not financial concerns with your current home or health concerns, your best move might be to stay put. And you may be perfectly comfortable in your home regardless of the size. There is something to be said for having a stable and consistent home. To quote Benjamin Franklin, a place for everything, everything in its place. Wow, that's impressive. That's deep, huh? That's Ben. Oh, oh Ben. Ben yeah. spitting fire. That's good. For many people, taking the plunge to a smaller house is a significant lifestyle adjustment. Whether you're a family of four, new empty nesters, or just a couple looking forward to your golden years, you'll need to make some concessions when you move into a smaller home. So before you decide to sell your home and move into less living space, take these important details into account. Now, have you 
my wife likes to watch Netflix and the Tiny Home. Oh yeah. Uh, shows. Have you seen any well, of these tiny homes? I've never watched one of the episodes, but I've seen kind of I've I've seen that as available show to watch, and I kind of know the concept. But it's neat looking at how compact they get these places. But for me, that's like maybe I could take that for a weekend getaway. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to live. Yeah, in. the shows the shows are interesting to me because she'll be watching. I'll, I'll get sucked in. I'm like, oh, oh wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think this whole minimalist lifestyle. Yes, you know, I, I'm not sure I could do it. I'm, I'm not sure I could do it. So another you know idea to think about is talking to moving companies. You know, they move people every single day. And so Transstar Moving came up with 10 cons to consider before downsizing. So that might be another resource. And you can find them on their website, transstarmoving.com. And that will help you think through maybe some things that you maybe had not thought about yet about downsizing. So let's work through those 10 cons now to downsizing. Well, and first, uh, first one is you'll have fewer space for entertaining. So some people invest a lot of time and energy into making their homes entertainment destinations. You know, if you, if you fall into this group, you live the host elaborate, you, you love to host elaborate parties, huge holiday gatherings and other, you know, seasonal events. And you've likely invested in making sure that you have all the right dinnerware, the serving pieces, the furniture and the room to accommodate those large crowds. Yep. The second downside is you'll find your smaller home, well, it may feel cramped. Now, while smaller spaces can feel cozy, they can also feel cramped. This is particularly the case if you're accustomed to a much larger home. The thing you can do to help ease the adjustment is to look for a home offering maybe higher ceilings so it feels a little bit bigger. Additionally, invest in a smaller home that's equipped with abundant windows and skylights to give you some natural light. Um, to be able to come into the home and it makes the smaller spaces feel a little bit bigger. And, you know, you'll, you'll need to adjust your lifestyle. That's number three. A large home is a, is a lifestyle in itself. Moving to a smaller home forces you to adjust practically everything about how you live, where you shop, how you entertain, where you exercise. There are just a few of the things that you'll have to change when you make a move from a larger home to a smaller one. Uh, another big one, uh, and I think this one is, is huge, is you'll have less storage space. Uh, you may have been looking forward to having less space to clean and care for. Uh, the reality, though, can be very different. Think about it this way. For every square foot less space, you must get rid of current possessions to accommodate the loss of space. And if you, uh, I see this one as a big one because some people potentially have this big house. They've lived there for forever, and stuff accumulates. They've got stuff everywhere. Stuff, lots and lots of stuff. Yes. And now you're going to downsize. What are you going to do with all this stuff? I short quick story. I helped my, one of my best friends in high school move into his first apartment whenever we graduated high school. And uh, we moved everything he owned in my truck and his truck in one trip, just <laughs> boom, straight to the apartment, unloaded our vehicles and he was Love moved it. in. And then he got, you know, a few years went by and he went to get married and they bought a house and we had to rent like a U-Haul and take a trailer. It was like, yes. how did you get all this stuff? It's only been just a few years. Well, yes. compound that over a lifetime. Now you got to downsize. Where's all that stuff go? You got a lot of stuff that you've collected. Now, I'm in the process right now of going through this. I'm uh, we're we are getting rid of things at the house and eBay yeah. is a great great resource for this. And so I I took five things to the UPS, FedEx and post office today of auctions that people had 
you know, bought of my stuff and I, I gladly shipped it off. So yeah. doesn't that feel good? Yes. So sometimes when you're cleaning out old stuff. Yes. I know this summer I rented one of those big roll off dumpsters to clean out a property mm-hmm. I was working on. And in the same time I was like, Hey, let's clean out the storage buildings. Let's clean out the barns. And you know, and at first it was kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know if I want to throw this away and I might want to keep this, but as you're going, you feel better and better about it. You're like, throw it all away. I've never used this. You know, That's it feels exactly good right. to clean out sometimes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So what's number five? Well, the number five, Number five thing here that you have to think about is you'll have to work through the emotional aspect of downsizing. Mm-hmm. So don't discount the sentimental element of packing up and moving from the place that you've called home for years or even decades. Uh, you may be leaving the house where you raised your kids or a home filled with memories that are you know too numerous to count. The thought of leaving these behind can be very, very hard for some retirees. That's true. And that's an emotional piece that people have to think about. I know I'm, I'm that way. I, I wouldn't want to leave. The, you are emotional. I, I am. You, I am emotional. You're yeah. very soft uh, and emotional. Yeah. That's very nice. That's one of the things I like about you. Uh, thank you. You're very. It's my heart. It's, it's, it's you know, it's in, instead of the Grinch being two sizes too small, maybe mine's two sizes too large. I see. Yeah. Okay. Well done. Yeah. Well done. Well. Okay. So back to what we're okay. talking about. So those are the first five cons of downsizing. Let's now look at, you know, this list of top 10. So we've got five more to go. Uh, of things to consider before downsizing. Number six, you'll have to consider the cost. Any move tends to be a costly endeavor. The costs involved can add up quickly when you don't know what to expect. Sometimes, though, there are hidden or unexpected expenses weighing heavily upon your budget. We mentioned some of these earlier when talking about hidden costs in selling, but you know, when you find a new place to live, you may have other costs such as rent, um, you know, a condo or homeowner's fees, and just general moving costs. Now, the remaining items from the TranStarMoving.com article all kind of have a similar theme, so let's run through them together. Number seven, you'll have to realize change is difficult. Mm -hmm. Number eight, you'll have to adjust to a new home and a new neighborhood and new neighbors. Number nine, you'll have to consider the stress of moving. And the 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 10th con to consider before downsizing is you'll potentially experience feelings of loss of prestige, where... Maybe where you're moving isn't as prestigious as where you came from because you're downsizing. And so that can have an emotional effect on you as well. So downsizing and moving can take a large financial and emotional toll on those that go through it. Make sure you're making the best decisions for your situation, not just keeping up with the neighbors. And once again, Rhett and I are not real estate agents. We don't have our license. That's not what we're suggesting from this. But it is a piece of a financial decision. When we work with retirees and talk to folks, they think about downsizing. And well, um, it's something that's specific to each person. So not everyone needs to. You know, everyone should downsize was quite the myth from the U.S. News and World Report article by Rachel Hartman to bust. Uh, Let's make this next myth a, a little less emotional and more practical. The next downsizing myth from Hartman is I can bring in cash for selling some of my household things. And this is kind of what, you know, you were talking about. That's there. true. You can with eBay, but it's work. Be, oh, yeah. Be clear. You got to take pictures of it. Then you have you gotta to post it online, get it online, and then you have to be able to pack it. And so if you don't have the boxes, you got to go buy boxes mm. to be able to pack it in. Well, then you need packing material because you got to package it safely so it will travel through the mail and then you got to take it to the mail place or UPS or FedEx or wherever you're going. I had someone yesterday, they bought one of the guys. I had to ship it to Kuwait. Wow. He had sent me a email earlier in the day saying, if I win this auction, will you ship it to Kuwait? And I said, as long as you are following the rules of the international eBay shipping 
um, program, then absolutely. So <laughs> I that, think about things like Craigslist when you're selling it. Now you're having to deal with somebody that's probably more local to you and that you've right, got to go meet, you right. know, and you're like, do I want to do this? You know, it, it takes so. effort, but it can, it can pay off for me. I, it's kind of fun for me to be able to list it on eBay and do those things, but I kind of enjoy that. Yeah. Well, if you plan to sell your extra furniture, your antiques or China to help covering, you know, help cover these moving costs, be careful not to overestimate the proceeds. <laughs> Sometimes we more highly value our things than others. Yes. It's only worth what someone else is willing to pay. You know, with the increasing number of baby boomers retiring, the supply of antiques and collectibles has greatly increased, bringing the prices of some of these goods down. So if you have unique pieces, but aren't really sure of their value, consider having a professional evaluate them before having a garage sale. You know, we've probably all seen those articles online where somebody buys something at a garage sale and it turns out to be an original, you know, Van Gogh or something. So, you know, make sure what you've got is worth what you think it's got. It is. Yep. Our time for this segment is coming to an end. Our goal at Retirement Income Strategies and our planning process is to truly provide our clients with clarity, knowing they're going to have a comfortable retirement that they've worked so hard for. Visit our website at retirementincomeok.com or call our office at 405-703-3858 to get a free electronic copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities. Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on the future of U.S. taxation, Social Security, New Generation Retirement Planning System, and the Generational Vault. Receive your Retirement Toolkit from Retirement Income Strategies by visiting retirementincomeok.com or calling us at 405-703-3858. Welcome back to the One About Retirement podcast. My name is Rhett Wood and he is Mark Rose. If at any point during the show you want to learn more information, feel free to give us a call at 405-703-3858 or visit us online at retirementincomeok.com. And while at our website, feel free to head over to our media page and check out our past shows and subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google Play. That way you will be certain to keep up to date with all of our latest episodes. Today's episode is based on the U.S. News and World Report article from August of 2018 by Rachel Hartman called Six Downsizing Myths to Be Aware of in Retirement. And so we still have two myths from the Rachel Hartman article that we need to talk about. The next one is that the extra space won't be missed. That is usually a myth. (laughs) Life in a 4,000 square foot home compared to life in a 900 square foot place could be a bigger change than expected. There may be tighter spaces that can cause issues like not having enough bedrooms for grandkids who come to visit or less room to display your furniture or your collectibles or heirlooms. Instead of scaling back on size, you might be more comfortable in a home that is smaller than your current one, but large enough to host and still entertain. If you have family out of state, you know, you might think about the question of where are they going to stay when they visit? You may want to have space or you may prefer that your guests were guest. <laughs> Return to the hotel. So um, (laughs) maybe that works both ways. Hey, it's best for you to be in a hotel so we can uh, separate and um, defuse anything over overnight and then come back together tomorrow. Although family is great. Family is great around holiday time. Big fans of family. Yes, family is great. But they can sometimes, you, you might need some space. Especially if you're cramped in together. This is true. The final myth mentioned in the article refers to the idea that downsizing is the only way to boost income in retirement. You know, in my opinion, that is like saying there's only one way to get from point A to point B. 
uh, you have many options to increase income in retirement. I would suggest that you meet with a financial services professional to look at all of your options in retirement, and then you can craft a retirement income outline. So let's talk about, if, if those are the, the concerns about downsizing, let's look at some things that we're going to suggest to begin creating some income in retirement. And so to begin creating a retirement income outline, you first want to identify your income needs. How much does it cost you per month to, to live? An important aspect of your retirement plan is the evaluation of your income needs. Finding the most efficient and beneficial way to address that will have impacts on your lifestyle, your asset accumulation, and your legacy planning after you retire. When you have identified your income need, you'll know, you will know how much to structure for income and how much needs to be set aside for growth. This will help you determine just how much you need to find. Maybe downsizing isn't the best or most efficient option for that income need. Then, with the help of a financial professional, you can work on creating a steady stream of income for your retirement. So, in a sense, the statement, it is never too early to begin preparing for retirement, holds true. In addition to making sure that your plan is able to deal with any financial changes you may encounter. So by having a retirement income plan is what we call ours to help you identify what is a steady stream of income. You can prepare yourself for a comfortable retirement. You know, you can do this by consulting with a financial services professional on the many ways to invest your assets. It's important for the financial services professional to specify that each person's specific situation and specific retirement goals are are completely different. You know, everyone's situation is unique, and I want to make sure that listeners make the decision that is best for them and their retirement goals. In addition, a financial services professional's clients are not simply looking for information, but guidance. Uh, you know, they want to know what to do and when they should do it in terms of planning financially for retirement. And that is the true job of any financial services professional is to provide guidance and information. Well, the time has flown by and our time is up for this week's show. So visit our website at retirementincomeok.com to receive a copy of our new book, Peace and Possibilities, or call our office at 405-703-3858. At Retirement Income Strategies, we are dedicated to providing you with information to help make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation. Also, if you have any questions about today's show or comments, please do not hesitate to call us. That number once again is 405-703-3858. Join us again for another episode of the One About Retirement podcast. Take care and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to the One About Retirement podcast. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Rhett Wood or Mark Rose at Retirement Income Strategies. Call 405-703-3858 or visit them online at retirementincomeok.com. Brett Wood and Mark Rosen Retirement Income Strategies, Inc. are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.